for Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. G'day, it's Gus Warland. It's been a pulsating finish as England held on for a draw with one wicket to spare, but we still found time for some fun in the Triple M commentary box. So grab a Cooper's Mile Ale and enjoy our favourite moments from day five at the SCG. James Brayshaw, Mark Taylor and Mark War. Yeah, you're right, JB, about Zach Crawley. He looked good uh, last night, 22. He's a good-looking player, and I'm, I'm trying to work out how he's... His record is as poor as what it is at first-class level and test level, but he's definitely got something. And today could be, you know, it could be a real benchmark innings for him. If he can get, you know, 80 to 100 today, it might just give him that kick he needs to, to go on with it because he is a good-looking player. Got a lot of shots, good range of shots, looks confident, pretty good technique. Test match double century behind him. Yeah, can play. I was talking to um, David Gower uh, yesterday about Zach Crawley. They're, they're all a bit miffed by it as well. He made mm. 267 against Pakistan. And mm. since then, which was only not that long ago, he's averaged 10. Yeah. So he's gone from a, a double 100 to averaging 10. <laughs> well, you were the opposite, nine, none for 32. You were the opposite. You were averaging 10 and went to 300. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go easy. Hey, go easy. Get, 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 get your bloody computer out and have a look at, have a look, have a look at that year, pal. <laughs> hey, but let's not talk about low scores either. Mm. What was your nickname there for a while? Was it, was it Audi? Audi? Yeah, it could have been Olympic, Olympic rings there Olympic rings there for a while. Something like five in a row. Or <laughs> you went from 15 to 330. <laughs> it's better than naught. Exactly. <laughs> so I think we've got to have a word with the producer of this show, I reckon, because this, this combination is getting nasty already, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't worked with Junior a lot, but every time we're no. on, it just turns into a sledgefest. No, we're going good, Tubby. <laughs> Early barbs. <laughs> well, we did talk, rat, June. 330. I couldn't get that. <laughs> we we did talk school. about the fact that Australia are about to head to Pakistan, and are they taking a test to that bit of bitumen? <laughs> Statue, isn't there? Are you tub outside the ground at Peshawar? I, I would have thought so. The, I, I think it's so. the I think it's the Arbibnay Ar- Stadium. I think it's called or something mm. like that. Wonderful ground. My favourite. <laughs> Beautiful ground. My favourite. It's up there with Adelaide the Oval. Mid- middle of an earthquake while we were there as well. Weren't we? <laughs> it was too. That's <laughs> true. It, it was, there was there was an earthquake there. And no, actually, I think that was the tour before. And oh, um, okay. David Boone. Don't spoil the story, Tub. We we we, ran, we had to run down for the Intercontinental, and there's David Boone and just a pair of boxer shorts at mm. six in the morning. Oh, no, right. You don't need to see that. Yeah, that's not what you Bill- want to see. I was room with Billy McDermott. He was diving for cover. Oh, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the blower trying to sort out his finances while the earthquake was going on. Back in Australia. Hey, you're you talking about David Gower before. Has there been a better performed English batsman in Australian conditions than him? If you have a look at his record. He made runs out here for fun. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a great player, that David Gower. I used to love watching him. Even though he was English, I used to love watching him. I was... Was it Edgbaston? He made two hundred, I think, in nine eighty five. Yeah. Oh, I remember watching that on, on television. That that innings, I thought, wow, he was just pongoing our bowlers. Who, yep. And I was only just playing shoot cricket at the time, and I I thought they were great bowlers. Yeah, I reckon he made six hundreds yeah. in Australia in Test yeah. cricket. David Gower. That's there yeah. wouldn't be too many English Loved players it, that have done he? that. Mm. Loved it. D Gower enjoyed himself. His little joy flights <laughs> over the ground. But I, I remember he um, he made hundred and seventy. I was playing for Essex at Chelmsford. He made hundred and seventy on for Leicester. It was the best innings I've ever seen. Jeez, he, he batted well. And we had a pretty good mm. bowling attack. Uh, Heath, Anaconda. David Gower, one of just two Englishmen with three thousand runs against Australia. Eighteen hundred of those in Australia, the other batsman being Jack Hobbs. Mm. Wow. Good call, JB. You knew that stat, didn't you? Oh, wow. Star. Just uh, speaking about David Gower, I, 
He's got a great sense of humour too, quite a you know, laid-back sort of guy, but loves a bit of a, a joke. And Junior talked about the joy flight that he and was it John Morris went on, <laughs> Junior, I think. Yes. Yep. But I also remember that test match where Jeff Marsh and myself batted through day one at uh, Trent Bridge. We were none for 300. Next day, Jeff Marsh gets out just before lunch, so we're one for 420 or something at lunch on day two. Bowling to Hamid, and again, it goes to Green in the gully. No run, none for 36. And at Trent Bridge at Nottingham, you, you shared the lunchroom. So after having um, England got one wicket, 420 on the board, we all go to lunch, and the English team's sitting down one, and we're sitting at the other. And David Gow orders a bottle of Bollinger champagne. Oh. <laughs> and he pops the cork, sir, puts a couple of glasses in, and, and says to boys, this is to our first wicket. <laughs> Has <laughs> a glass of champagne at lunch on day two. <laughs> I must have been. I was sitting in the corner just yeah. smirking. I think, wow. There's the ca- he was the captain of the England side, mm. and they've got one wicket. Bo- <laughs> a glass one of red up the glass. other end. Yeah. He had a glass of red as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they were struggling a bit in that, in that series. Long I think they they'd used about 25 players at that stage. They had yep. all sorts of trouble. Got a bit of the old Sheffield Shield crowd about it this one, June, back in the day. Not quite yeah. the same abuse we used to have to put up with the, <laughs> right the, the SCG. Um, yeah, it surprised me the crowd uh, are not there at the moment. They'll probably rock in a bit later in the day. Um, what about that bar in between the two dressing rooms in the old members' stand, mm. that beautiful wooden bar? Yep. If you'd been in the field, in the, you'd battered, of course, then you'd grab a couple of reshes or whatever the bloody hell you'd leave in the rooms and... You'd go into the New South Wales rooms to have a drink. You'd have to walk past those blokes yeah. at the bar. Oh. They used to give you a clip. Oh, yeah. Plenty of advice coming from there, wasn't there? Oh. <laughs> Especially when you used to strut through JB. They'd have a <laughs> fair crack at you. I used to cop that. Your old man was never any good when he came here, and neither are you. <laughs> Final pre- ball pretty here Pretty good from judges, Bowling. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Howard, Callum Ferguson and Brad Haddon. Hades has been talking about a slight technical deficiency with Alex Carey, I've noticed a technical deficiency which I'm loath to bring up with one of our fellow members. Um, oh, no. I, I'm not at the right level to do it because this man captain Australia. I, I'm not a fashionable cat, Fergie, you are. But, but how would you feel if a, a man that made 334 against Pakistan rolled up, had in a nice black pant and a nice black sneaker? But just peeking Ooh, out between the black okay. pant and the black sneaker... Oh, don't tell me. ...is a white sock. Now, no! Oh, I know, Fergie. I know. No! It's just so wrong on so many levels. I'm going to bring it up with him. No, I, this can't be right. Until I see physical evidence. Well, uh, Tubby, tell me it's not so. Um, the great former Australian captain is here. Now, you can see it on your Zoom, Ferg. No, um, Tom, no. what have you done this morning? What's wrong with the white sock? Oh, and this is even worse. He doesn't realise it's a bloody mistake. I've got to get off air. This is, I'm not dealing with this very well. Hads, I don't blame you. Well, at least I've got socks on. Well, oh. you'd be better off not with the current trend, Tom. What's wrong with that? You've got your black sneaky, your black pant, and your white the, Nike sock. The tennis, the tennis socks, you know? Like, mate, I'm they not They usually seeing, change later this afternoon. I'm not seeing John Gee, McEnroe whiz. or Novak Djokovic wearing boy. that. I, I, say something to him, Ferg. I can't because, you know, I haven't played from a country, but you have. <laughs> Tubby, do better. No, no good. Okay, right. So I've, I've got to work on my socks for next test. Well, thank right, you. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my socks, all right? I'll take that on board. You can always improve. There's a certain standard here. Hads, you're from New South Wales. This is representing your country, your state, everything. You know what? Yeah. 
I don't mind it because I've seen Tubby in the past Pads. walking through Gladesville with shorts and his long white socks pulled up <laughs> <laughs> with sandals on. <laughs> no! <laughs> What's wrong with that? Tubby! What's wrong with that? Jeez, the, uh, the evidence is mounting, Howie. I think it's best if you take the headset off and step away, Tubby. You're only doing your reputation damage here. Okay, I'll, I'll work on it for next test. Right over the socks, I'm working Down on it. Down in Hobart, we need a lift. Massive technical deficiency in MA Taylor's game. Oh. Jack Heverin, Murph Hughes and Greg Blewett. Morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Jack. How are you? We're excellent. I'm not sure that Blueys is good. Oh, Blueys looking good. Why aren't I as good? He, good morning, he's, everyone. He's just, he's just looking good. Oh, he always, he, always looks good. His looks are just wasted on radio. <laughs> I can honestly say that. He's wasted on Triple M. For blokes like you and I, oh. we are perfect. We are perfect. You have a, you have a, he's a raise between two thorns, isn't he, really? <laughs> Sitting in the middle there, Blue. But good-looking rooster. reason that I say that Bluey's stint with us hasn't started that well is the text message came out this morning yes. from the great Mervyn Hughes. Mm. said, would anyone of the Melbourne crew, because we're, we're here in, in Melbourne, is any, would anyone like a coffee? We both replied. I said, no, thanks. I'm fine, but appreciate the offer. Bluey's placed an order, so he's walked in the door here expecting, expecting a, a yep. nice hot coffee and got nothing. Technical stuff on phones. I, I just thought I'd get get a like a ding or something on the phone that I had a message, and when it didn't come through, my phone has jumped the fence. It's, oh, it's the phone's fault? Oh, it's just not letting me know when I'm getting messages. So I do apologise, Blue. No, that's fine. Well, I reckon it's the oldest trick in the book. So do I. You, you know, you come across as a good bloke. Who wants a coffee? I've yeah, never come across like that, though, Blue. <laughs> I, don't, I don't try and impress people, I've got to be honest. And then when you get a couple of replies saying, yes, I do, you just come up with, oh, well, I didn't check my phone. Sorry, yeah, no, no. I do apologise. And then I've the old carrot juice instead. Yeah, no wonder you hate me. You'd rather a double shot coffee, wouldn't you? <laughs> Bloody carriages. You stick that up your ring hole, all right? Triple M Anaconda stats with Eth. Zach Crawley on 59 now, the highest score by an English Open of this series. Also, his highest score since he's 267 against Pakistan 18 innings ago. He's good, Ethan. He's very good. He's outstanding. Mm. Beath got out and about last night and in Sydney. I saw took a few nice, nice photos. But the thing about that, him Jay, and Rabsy were out and about. A lot of people all think on Instagram. A lot of people think he's got a laptop and that in front of him. He's just <laughs> off the top. He's just so knowledgeable. He is fantastic. A lot better than the bloke sitting next to him. That Rab man, he's no good. <laughs> well, that's Triple M style, isn't it? The out and about yeah. after the day's play last night. Yeah. That's, uh, has he gone back to back, Ethan, or was it the night before? Back to back to back to back. <laughs> Oh, I think it's Played, now. It's been on it for four nights. It's now officially a bender. <laughs> <laughs> Work's getting in the way of the cricket's getting in the way of his bender. Jeez, imagine if the Aussies get up today. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not sure he'd be right by Hobart, Heath. If, if the Aussies go four 0 up, well, the big thing you'll be hoping that it goes about five five thirty six because if it's over too early, they'll probably fly back to Melbourne. That's true. <laughs> for Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the Ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Gus Warland, Mark Taylor and Brad Haddon. Oh, beautiful as that ball is going to get Joe Root off the mark. A full ball down the leg side, whipped down to fine leg and Joe will get off the mark with the boundary tubs. Yeah, off the dreaded pair. That that's, would have been in the back of his mind. It's much fun getting a pair in test cricket. Did that happen to you, mate? Did, uh, was it your first test? First test as captain. Yeah, I, okay. thought, I, I thought I'd pick a really good time to do it. <laughs> Did you win the test? Lost by wicket. Oh. Their last two put on 57 to win the test match. Oh. 
Yeah, apart from that, it went really well. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you think then that you, you're going to captain another 49? I thought I'd captain at least one more. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about another 49. No, no, it wasn't a great start actually. Um, in Norton each innings, I think out to well, what car Unison was in Matt Graham in the oh, game. But well. I've got to say it was an absolute belter of a pitch. It didn't have hardly any grass on it. I got a leading edge caught and bowled, and the second thing is that was slower ball. Oh. Has have you ever had a pair in? Yeah, I've definitely got a pair. I'm just trying to. <laughs> I know I've got a pair in Test cricket. <laughs> might have been Dale Stain. Might have got me in Port Elizabeth. I've got a photo of it at home. It's a beautiful defensive shot. But if if you look a little bit behind, all three stumps are not there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it got through. If you look at the picture, you just show any. No, kid, that's that's how you play it. But if you look just a little bit behind. <laughs> I remember commentating with Michael Vaughan once um, in, in England when Mitchell Johnson knocked over, I think it was Jimmy Anderson, to win the Lord's Test. In, what, what, that must have been 15, 2015 or something like that. And, uh, and Michael Vaughan said something like, that is one of the best-looking forward defences I've ever seen. <laughs> he just didn't hit it. <laughs> there were like stump, stumps for everywhere. <laughs> Gee, I love Test cricket. I know you both. Both you play. How many tests did you play, Tubbs? Um, 104 tests. 104. You played 66. So between us, you know, you as well, we've played 170. <laughs> Is that right? Did you ever play dodgeball for Australia? No, never played dodgeball, no. I played eight test matches. So between us, we've played eight dodgeball <laughs> test matches. Did you have a cap presentation for that? What, what we did, you... actually. <laughs> we had it, we were called the Emus, yep. and we got a yellow... Like a baggy green, but it was yellow, so a baggy yellow. And we got blazers made by Lowe's, which had the um, coat of arms on them. I've still got it, actually. We went to Vegas, played for three days. Vegas. We came came 31st out of 32 (laughs) countries. We beat Scotland, the only team we beat. It was great. Can you give us a quick rundown of the preparation for a, for a tour like that? I think you can imagine exactly what the preparation was like. We turned up a couple of days before... Um, only a couple of blokes had actually played dodgeball before. We worked out through that dodgeball movie that you could actually start your own federation and then pick yourself for Australia and then represent <laughs> Australia at the World Championships. <laughs> it was Beautiful a big loophole there. Beautifully done. Yeah. I can see why you, you came 31st out of 32 because you only went three days before an event. If you get sports science into your into your sport, you yeah. need to be there at least two weeks, and, and that's the best way to acclimatise to Vegas. So, yeah. Mate, I've never been to Vegas more than four days. I've never been able to survive it. <laughs> but we had great fun, though. Just going back on the dodgeball, um, you guys were asking me all these questions in the break, how many players on the field and so forth. I can't quite remember, to be honest with you. <laughs> and wonders why they finished 31st. <laughs> I think I want to play dodgeball. I don't even know dodgeball. any blokes on the field. <laughs> I know we got beaten up by the U.S., three sets to love and then the Kiwis did the Harker and that scared me enough and they beat us 3-0 so that was our first two games Did you eyeball the Harker? I tried to I got nothing as you know that So tell me a little bit about the game what, what do you, the idea is to, is, to, is to hit the other person that's and, right, you and gotta, that knocks them out? Yeah that's right so you're like on a tennis court but slightly smaller and you've yeah. got to throw and if you hit them without them catching it they're out if, you, right. if they catch your throw then you're out uh-huh. and the last person standing basically How many balls? Just one? No, there's multiple balls. Oh, you didn't give it the old where you throw one up in the air and wait for him to catch it and just bang it straight into his stomach? See, Hads has already tactics. Had more tactics than we used, <laughs> yeah. and we played for Australia at the World maybe, Championships. Maybe Hads and I could go as a oh, coaching team yeah. next time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. Go, we'll go to the advanced party two weeks yeah. before. If I can get you out of the bar. Let's go to Ethan with some stats on the bowlers. 
for Anaconda. Yeah, particularly Scott Boland, of course. He has 12 wickets at 8.66 so far this series or so far in his test career. But looking at everyone, worst bowling average or the you know, worst, worst by definition, I suppose, Michael Nisa at 30.5 is the worst of any Australian. Everyone else averaging 25 or less. Oof. Well, you know if you're a fielding side and your worst bowling of your, of your strike bowlers is averaging 30, you're having a very good series. You know, that's every 25 or less for everyone else means that you're, you're not spending more than about a day in the field at any one time. And that's, that's always a beauty if you can do that. Spend less than a full day in the field, you're having a good time. Hasn't Ethan been solid? Like, he's come in, the two man's the, the main man. Mm. He's like your Roger Federer. And then Ethan comes in, and now he's Nadal and Djokovic all wrapped he, into one. He's done an Usman Khawaja, hasn't he? He's like, he, he has. He's snuck in, like, you know, Travis Head's been COVID ruled out of the game. In comes Khawaja 200s. Ethan's the same. Mm. The snake, we should call him. <laughs> <laughs> Slides in. Yeah. You can't get rid of him. <laughs> I spoke to the two man hats, and I said, looking forward to catching up with you and Tazzy, and he's really excited. I've got a feeling the two man might. The two man might be white handed out of this, and he's going to get four out of the five tests. I tell you what, it's sitting up there as well. It's Rabs. There's no way COVID will ever go near those two because if you light a match over there, I don't know what's coming out of their mouth, whether it's bourbon or drum. I'm telling you what, (laughs) you cannot go anywhere near that area. So they have been enjoying Sydney Mm. and the pleasures of Sydney more than anyone. That's the other thing about Ethan. He's the only single man truly on this, because we're all married, happily married men. And, and believe me, that he's been doing his best, but he's come up empty so far. <laughs> he's brilliant on air, not so flash off air, Tubby. Oh. Mm. Oh, he's, he should have shaken his head in disbelief on that comment. Yeah, well, no, he, he might have a story. Ah. Well, I've been told he's come up empty, <laughs> playing, a lot, playing and missing a lot. No, you never give a sucker an even break, do you, in this game? Poor old the two man made a big mistake after first test, hasn't he? No. Took his eye off the ball for a moment. Yep. Ethan is just swooped. Oh. Ethan the asp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call him from now on. <laughs> Slid the trade in yeah, anymore. Yeah. No hesitation. He's been good though. I'll give him that. He's been very good, yeah, Ethan. Yeah. Very good. Especially without sleeping for three and a half days. <laughs> for Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Mark Howard, Mark Taylor and Isabel Westbury. Now, Mark, I, I did mention this when you came on, that I, I said, is it Mark Howard or Pamela Anderson? The reason mm. I said that, I was watching Fox Cricket, mm. uh, the lunch break, and I saw a, a split screen mm. of you, mm. a young Mark Howard with mm. long hair, and mm. Pamela Anderson. You, you want to explain? Well, it'd be fair to say I've been taking the you-know-what out of my fellow commentators <laughs> all summer is on the uh, on the lunchtime show, and they found some vision of me as a young cricketer, and it'd be fair to say I had pretty long hair. Tub. I don't know what the similarity was to Pamela Anderson, certainly not our chests, I know that. <laughs> it was more a hair thing, I think. Well, got it flaunted, and from by all accounts, it doesn't sound like there's too much hair flying around that box, so... No, no. It's it's a well. There's a lot of hair in the fox cricket area, but not much of it real. There's a lot of fake stuff in there. <laughs> there's of, squirrels growing. There's rugs. There's all sorts. <laughs> and you've got Vaughan. He's out and proud. You've got Warren out and proud. Hmm. Junior, who needs to start thinking about it. Kerry, who the technology <laughs> didn't provide it 40 years ago when he needed it. So he's just got a good head of hair. Gilly's hanging in there. Hmm. You've got a good head of hair there, Tub. You're okay. Oh, I, I'm very lucky. Yeah. I, I don't know why, because I, I was always told that you get your 
your hairline from your your fa- your grandfather on your mother's That's side. That's it, your maternal side. Yeah, bald yep. as a badger. Was he? My grandfather, yeah. Right. You Maybe might... I'm adopted. I was about to say, you want to check that everyone was doing the right thing back in the day and it's all <laughs> correct, Tub. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Tub, if you did lose your hair, would you go the uh, squirrel or not? Well, as Billy Birmingham said many years ago, if, if you're going to be on the box, you've got to have the locks, <laughs> I think he said. It was, was one of his great lines. So, yeah, I'd, I'd contemplate the rug for sure. Okay. What are your thoughts on the female perspective, Is Well, Billy Birmingham, he's 12th man, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't go long wrong there, does he? <laughs> but it's fine. Bald men, if you... I, to me, the poster boy of bald-headed men is Kelly Slater. He just pulls it mm. off. There's a man that looks even... Better. I generally thought you were going to talk about it. Nathan Lyon. And I. Well, yeah, Nathan Lyon was my second pick there. Yule <laughs> Brenner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just got a message from Tom Morris. The great Tom Morris, who rolls on Fox Cricket and does work, he said nothing wrong with some hair treatment. He's only a young man. Maybe Tom's gone down that path as well. Yeah. Wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Getting the thumbs up from the back of the box. That's yeah. okay, though. Whatever keeps you happy. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Izzy? If you went bald, would you get a wig or not? I think I'd quite like to know what it looked like. I mean, because people's whole yeah. face can kind of... You know, I think you'd be fantastic bald. Accentuate the features. Thanks, thanks. Tell you what you wouldn't have. We were at the lunch break down on the, on the mm. field. You wouldn't have the problem with the whole frizzy hair in the, in, no. in the rain. I, I tell you, that can be irritating. Especially in humid conditions. Oh. You don't mind this, though. I don't, I don't mind oh, seeing Labuschagne bowl a few full tosses. Mm. It sounds a bit strange, but sometimes when a part-time spinner bowls on, well, he, on, he gets treated with respect and he, he doesn't get wickets. It's, it's now that you sort of can bowl a full, couple of fullies and then bowl one beauty out of nowhere. Manus can do that. Who was your go-to unpredictable operator as Lyons coming back in for you, Tub? Who was your Manus Labuschagne that you'd roll it out to? Oh, I tried anyone. Right. I remember Ricky Potting getting me a wicket. At, um, With his little mediums? Yeah, the MCG got uh, a Sankar Guru Singer at LBW. Right, the and Guru. The I gave him a bowl because he knocked me over in the nets the day before <laughs> the test <laughs> with, a big, with a big in-swinger, so that worked. I remember bowling um, David Boone, oh, DC Boone. In, in a one-dayer to Phil Emery. Because I knew that Phil Emery did not want to face him. Because I know Emma's and I are very good mates. What does DC Boone roll out? Some of the worst off-spin you've ever seen. <laughs> with absolutely no pace on the ball at all. The old MCG, slow pitch, big boundaries. And Emma's was, you know, he was a bit one-pace batter, Emma's. So I thought, well, just bowl David Boone with nothing on it. And he hated it. Absolutely hated it. And how did he go? I uh, don't know if he got Emma's or not. But he, he, he kept it pretty quiet. So you... As, as you always worked in theory, just bowl people that you, you know the other guy doesn't want to face. <laughs> that works pretty well. Did your man, Mr. Slater, did he bowl at all or not? Oh, Slats, Slats and I got test wickets in the same innings. You didn't um, need to uh, wedge yourself into well, the story there, Tom. Se- second test as captain, um, decided to give myself a bowl. I've always thought if you're in a position of power, make sure you abuse it. Um, so I, <laughs> we, Pakistan were, well, they were 500 in their second innings. Game's going nowhere, so I happened to get a test wicket. And then Slat said, well, you better give me a bowl. So I gave him a bowl, and he got Walker Yunus. Did LBW. he? LBW. Yep. What, what did Slater bowl? He bowled mediums. Right. He reckons, he's, he reckons it was quicker than that. It did everything. Swung back LBW. The only problem is we then bowled him out, and Slats and I had to bat for a while. <laughs> and I, if my memory serves me correctly, Slats got a duck in the second inning. So he got a test wicket. We then got a duck in the second innings. We'll be at the bat for something like 20 minutes to see out the game, you know, so... 
Tubbs one of the great storytellers on radio is. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I find he could be telling a story about the weather. And it still gets back to him taking test wickets. It's quite remarkable. It always goes back to Pakistan, doesn't it? Yeah, it oh, I've does. got some more for you too, actually. Oh, I know that you do. <laughs> Mark Howard, Mark Taylor and Mark War. Seven overs to the new ball. This is interesting, Tub, because Boland's being rested for Stark. Now, Stark bowls a three-over spell, let's just say. Is he going to take the new rock as well, or is he going to be... Not the new ball, and it's going to be Boland or Green. Mm. It's an interesting little uh, subplot, my man. Well, I, Mitchell Stark has bowled very well this whole series, and I, I can't imagine he would be that fussed if he doesn't get the, the second new ball. He, he'll want the second new ball. Maybe he'll bowl three, and then maybe two with the second new ball. That might be yeah. uh, when he's warm. But, um, yeah, I, I'm a little surprised to see this bowling change. We were cheering for Smudger. I, I think they might give the new ball to bowl and, and Cummins. Ooh. One thing Mitchell Stark uh, probably hasn't done as well as he would like is make the batsman play with the new ball. You know, I think Boland's going to be right at the batsman. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I'd be happy enough for Mitchell Stark to bowl the new ball, but they might be thinking Boland and Cummins are going to make the batsman play at more deliveries. Mm. Interested to know how you used to handle that, Tub, when you had some of the big quicks in the team, when you had to dish out the new ball and who wasn't going to get the new ball. You had a battery of quicks at your beckoning. Well, if it was ever going to be McGrath, I, would, I didn't like McGrath telling him to <laughs> I, I, either not bowl with a new ball or not bowling full stop because he wanted to bowl all the time. Right. And McGrath. And he used to always carry to the, uh, that magazine for the, the shooters and fishers part, <laughs> uh, party. You know, it's had a, had some guy standing on the front page of the magazine with a, with a gun in his hand and he used to have that always on display when we were chatting about when he was going to bowl. I'd say, Ivor Glenn, you downwind, can have the new ball. Yeah, yeah. And downwind, Glenn. I think you'd want to give it to Billy McDermott. He, he, might, he mightn't be too happy yeah. if he didn't get the new prune. Well, they all, well, obviously all the quicks like the new ball. Because it's, a, it's like a tick, isn't it? It's like, you know, I'm the new ball bowl, the opening bowler. <laughs> But they, but they all want downwind as well. So if you happen to play in Perth or something like that, where there's, mm. you know, there's a can, can blow there a bit, and um, some, sometimes it's not much fun pushing up into that breeze. They, they weren't always as keen then. They were happy then maybe <laughs> to bowl first change, provided they got downwind after the, after the opening bowler. What about Mark War? What was he like? Was he keen to get himself at the bowling crease when oh, he was yeah. in the day bowling the 145ers? Oh, yeah. yeah, Junior loved to bounce it too. Both mm. him and Stephen loved to bump it. <laughs> Just, yeah, their pitch well, maps yeah. real sort of 12-metre <laughs> stuff. All, I'm glad well, there weren't pitch maps in our day. <laughs> I, I do recall mm. once bowling Steve and Mark together yeah. uh, for New South Wales against Victoria yeah. and Warney was batting. Oh, I was hilarious. I was just enjoying it. They both work out who could bowl the most bumpers to Warney, and Warney was losing it. And they were bowling him five and over. Watch to Warney. And he kept looking up, why me? What have I done wrong? You know? I was so good. We didn't, we didn't really want to get him out because it was just too much good fun. Yeah, pretty soft, those Victorians, weren't they, Tubby? Especially Warney. He didn't like the short stuff too much. That that Murphy, he was, he was yeah. pretty soft. I can also think, actually, Junior, mm-hmm. I think you opened the bowling here one day against the West Indies. Mm. I was talking about yesterday, in that match where we declared we set the West Indies about 340. Off spin. Off spin. Yeah. Yep. And I reckon you had Sherman Campbell, Plum LB, give a yeah. nod out, bowling off his. Mm. Very versatile, our man. Good he decision. was a bums on seats off. Captaining, too, Tubby. Good captaining there. <laughs> 
by that stage, Junior had lost a bit of zip too with his bowling. So he, so <laughs> he had a bad from... back. I had stress fractures in my back. <laughs> oh. When I went to Essex, they bowled me about 50 overs straight into the wind at Essex. <laughs> Come home, I couldn't walk. He wouldn't do that for me. <laughs> no. No, he's, he's back to about 110Ks an hour. He really lost it. About your pace, it? Tub. <laughs> that was me. Oh, that was me off 18 yards, too. Very ordinary conveyance in the net you were. <laughs> ordinary conveyance. Hey, don't worry, I reckon I knocked over the war boys a couple of times oh, in the nets. Please. No no worries. Please. <laughs> this will, somehow the story will get back to Tubbs Test Wickets here. They almost got to get back there eventually. Well, you want to talk about that? <laughs> For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Triple M rocks the ashes. Isabel Westbury, Murph Hughes and Brad Haddon. I'll tell you what is amazing too, Hads. It's the part-time bowlers' enthusiasm for the part-time bowlers that, that get me. So Labashay's in there and he's, he is carrying on like a pork chop, isn't he? <laughs> Lion. Into Bairstow again forward. And I'm pretty sure that was Labashay on the effects, Mike. I mean, who else? <laughs> How would you deal with him, Merv, if you were bowling to him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I really only had one length. He wouldn't be jumping on the front foot, I wouldn't have thought. You'd lose your match feet. Oh. Be worth every cent, though, Hads. It'd be very satisfying. <laughs> James Brayshaw, Mark Taylor and Callum Ferguson. We've seen some part-timers over the journey. Bowl Australia to victory in this test match. Michael Clark, of course, that amazing oh, yes. game against India where late in the day he found a way to, to get Australia to a victory. But the greatest miracle of all time for me, Tub, was when AB bowling that crap he used to bowl, <laughs> oh. bowled the West Indies out here. I, <laughs> seriously. Oh, as I said a few times, that was my first test, and I thought, well, what sort of game am I joining here? I've got no. a bloke bowling left arm <laughs> pies. He's got 11 for. Yeah, absolute junk. Tub, was there anything of you that fielded that day as it was all going AB's way and, and thought, geez, how long has this been going on and can I get the arm over here in some way, shape or form? Just get it get it down the other end somehow and I might be a chance for some poles here. Uh, Ferg, I've got to say, I never thought about that at all. I was too concerned about my first bat in Test Match Cricket, which came up <laughs> on day two facing the West Indies. I'm... There was, a, there was a part of me that wasn't all that keen. No, but going back to that, that test match you talked about, I, I must admit the whole day we, we'd lost the toss and the West Indies uh, batted first in that game. And uh, I must admit I, the whole time I'm thinking, well, when am I going to get a chance to bat here against the Windies? Ambrose and Marshall and Patrick mm. Patterson and co. Courtney Walsh. I was a bit nervous. So I had to wait till day two, though. I don't blame you for being nervous about that, Tub, but the, the miracle was like AB... It was barely opening the door, that, that <laughs> shit. Yeah. It, 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 his fingers apologised to the Nurry as he released it. Yeah. So how was he getting anyone out? Well, in those days, there was no grass on the square. I said this earlier, the old 1980s SCG pitch was just bare of grass. And, and the, everything he bowled did hold up, but he got a couple of wickets off dead oh. set, half trackers. Oh Guys holding out the mid-off and cover. Just finishing on that amazing test match where Alan Border bowled Australia to victory. 11 wickets in the game tub. Mm. It's, it's one of those blips on the radar that you can't explain. <laughs> yeah, when he got seven in the first innings, we were all sort of, well, even AB was a bit jovial about it, as you can imagine. Then when he bowled in the second innings, we thought, oh, no, he's gone back to the well. He's gone back yep. there. And he's picked up four. <laughs> no. He's picked up four in the second as well. 
Calls himself a match winner. <laughs> Nothing worse than a real crap part-time bowler, Berg, taking oh. wickets and then referring back to it regularly. No, that's right. It's uh, it's something that's really hard to... It's a real grind, isn't it? It, it just grinds yep. your gears. And Travis Head talks about his off-spin far too often as well. <laughs> He'll be back in that well, side pup. shortly asking for a bowl. Pup did something with the ball, didn't it? Like, there was at least something on mm. Michael Clark. Yeah, well, Michael Clark, you talked about that game here where he bowled against India, wasn't he? He mm. got three late wickets. He mm. also got, what, five for... Five for nine or something in a match. Five for eight in India, Michael yep. Clark, in a, in a match. Which uh, Australia, I think, then went lost, only chasing a handful of runs. Where Michael yep. Clark had sort of ripped India out and then we couldn't chase down about 120 or something to win. It might have been a little bit of a, a, tough, <laughs> a tough track to bat on. <laughs> it was turning square <laughs> every ball. Now, Bray, oh, there's someone else, a part-time spinner that we need to talk about in a minute. A man in our commentary team at Triple M who has been quite outspoken about his bowling record in this very test so far over the last five days. And he happens to be sitting in the commentary box with us right now. And that's Mark (laughs) Tubby Taylor. Four times he's talked us through his bowling record. Four times. (laughs) Can't shut him up about it. (laughs) Well, you keep bringing it up, so... You mean my strike rate of 42, my test bowling average of 26? Is that what you're talking about? Bray, this is the sort of <laughs> crap we're dealing with. We're going to get to it after this ball because, oh, actually, there's a hold-up so I can do it. I commentated the Prime Minister's 11 game once, years ago, where Tubb decided to give himself a bowl. No. And took a wicket after the ball had bounced twice. Twice, that's correct. <laughs> that's true. That, the that ball is tr- bounced twice. Yeah, and it was given not out. Yeah. That was the travesty of that. No. It was it, it was it bounced twice and that should have oh. been out. Angus Fraser was deceived. So, like, firstly, sh- what a shameful thing for Angus Fraser to be dismissed on a ball that bounced <laughs> twice. But when you're a remotely talented elite sportsman, cricketer mm. in this case, yes. how are you releasing a ball in a game of cricket that bounces twice before it gets to the batsman? Oh. No, because he charged me. I saw him coming. Fired did it you? in. Fired How it in. Yeah, fired yep. it in and sieved him in the air. Bit of John Howard about it, I'm hearing. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Actually, it was a very similar delivery oh, to oh, that. Is that right? Hang on. Now, hang on. It's <laughs> going a little bit too far, that. So, for me, Fergie, once, you've, once you're that inept at a pretty simple skill mm. that you can't get the ball only to bounce once, you then remove yourself from any bowling conversation. <laughs> yes. Well, well, hang on. Between the three of us, we've got one test wicket. Yes, oh, please. How many first-class wickets? So how you? many you got? Oh, how, how many, many first-class wickets, Tub? <laughs> Two. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I picked up Richard Davis at, no. uh, at, um, <laughs> at Canterbury with a lovely piece of bowling. Got him around his legs. A, no. bit, oh, a, a, a bit like Shane Warne. You know, got it out wide. Did spun you? It that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's cracked a Merv. He's just been told by the bosses to move away from the mic because it's bleeding into the... And now he's cracked him and stormed off. Yeah. What about you, Ferg? How many first-class wickets for you? Oh, we want to go back to the well here. Uh, I've got two and Whoa. one in list-day cricket. Jeez. Yeah. Couple of, <laughs> couple of knee injuries set back my bowling career. But uh, What'd you bowl? Got, bowled seam-ups as a young kid. Oh, and then just the knees started to give way on me so I couldn't go back to the well on that too much 
If the line comes into Swung the next Swung it both ways, Tubby. That's all you need to know. I'm setting this up beautifully because, yeah. uh, geez, I, I'm, I'm now just uh, the dominant force in this conversation. With <laughs> ten first-class wickets, tub at 55 or whatever it was. Ten? Ten. Expensive. And any test wickets in that? Oh, my goodness. How many? Well, Wayne Phillips was my first one, and I'm oh, talking no. about the good one, the left-handed one. And then... Flipper. Flipper, yep. He got caught on the fence at point. So <laughs> off he trotted. Darren Lehman bowled. Justin Langer, I think, bowled. Oh, Darren no. Lehman bowled. Oh, Love that. Uh, don't worry. A couple of good ones there. For Cooper's Wild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes.